0: hey everyone welcome back to another episode of stoke the wild here we continue the conversation with caleb king about the things that scare us sharing our own spooky stories and some of the things that give us real frights in the night hope you enjoyed as we continue the conversation well i think that that brings us to a good point where we can transition into scary stories let's hear it and um i think caleb as the master of ceremonies in this uh uh scary story kind of circle that we've put ourselves in here i personally one of my favorite weird stories if i can request one that you share yeah, sure. is a story that you share with me on one of our trips to a convention um regarding i'm gonna, I'm gonna it might not have been this but i'm gonna call it this a haunted denny's Okay. It might've just oh been a diner. God. It might've just been a diner in this story and not a Denny's, but I want to say haunted. Oh Denny's. no, it was
1: straight up a Denny's. Okay. I mean, if there was ever any, any place, this would happen. Of course it would be a Denny's. <laughs> I mean, it, so oh, first, first up, I still can't believe this really happened. <laughs> okay. So, right. so I have to, I have to preface this by, by setting up a little bit of a backstory. Or else, uh, I mean, I, I don't have to, but I want to. So yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, back, uh, back in the day, uh, yours truly, uh, was a keyboard player uh, in a uh, in a band called Daniel's Window, and we would travel all over the country and play concerts and and do things, and um. One of the uh, years that we were together, we ended up getting this record deal, and um. And so our, uh, our record label one year was doing this showcase uh, in Nashville. And it was this big, giant, like, music event that would happen called GMA Week. And it was a week where all of these different record labels in Nashville would, would come together. And they would have, like, all these big acts playing all the time. I mean, that whole week, concerts with... Everybody from the smallest acts all the way to the hugest names in the industry were putting on concerts that were free. You could just go to them. Anybody from the community could go. So, I mean, it was an awesome week. I caught so many bands that week in Holes in the Walls, the Ryman Auditorium. I mean, all kinds of places. It was great. right? But then there was a night where my band was performing and I was so nervous and excited. Uh, and we played at this little speakeasy called Jack Legs. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was kind of like a down under the street kind of place where you walked down from street level into this absolute dank ass hole in the wall.
2: Uh, and it was like in the
1: it was super narrow and the stage was at the very back end of the of the place and our time slot and I'm not kidding you was from 2:30 in the morning to 3 in the morning. Oh, that's, okay.
3: ter- that's terrible.
1: Oh, and it was
3: packed.
1: So they're
0: running these like 24 7?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just, everybody's going. We are high on everything you can, you know, like not like drugs. I'm sorry. Oh. Adrenaline. And-
3: <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, never I, knew you that know, about your you. Your face
1: joy was the best there. You're like, whoa. Hey. Uh, no, we were just like, the adrenaline was going because we had been up since like, you know, seven that morning Oh, and now here it is three in the morning and we're yeah. like we're gonna play a concert and uh week I, I couldn't even tell you my own name at that point um, <laughs> i had been i had gone through every like roller coaster of emotion throughout the day and then here i am like i gotta remember chords and perform tonight this is not gonna go well right but uh you know we played like a, a six song set And it was amazing. We loved it. We probably sucked really bad, but I had a great time. (laughs) And so we are, like, the adrenaline is just, like, through the roof at this point. We are literally living on adrenaline. And um, so we load out at the end of the show. We're high-fiving our other bandmates uh, from other bands. And, you know, we're all doing group hugs and all this kind of stuff. And then we're going back to our hotel, but we are so wired. We need a place to unwind for a little bit. So we're driving down, um, I don't remember which highway it was in Nashville, because I've tried to track down where this place is. And I don't know if it exists. I can't tell you if it's really real or not. But my experience was real. And that's why I'm telling you this story. I love it. <laughs> so so we, we were near our hotel Um, we're driving and we're at the kind of the top of this mountainy area, driving down the highway. And off in the distance we see the light of a Denny's next to a gas station. And we're like, guys, we are, we are like pumped. We need to like cool down a little bit. If we go back to the room, we're going to be up all night. We might as well like cool down and go get some food. We haven't eaten in like 12 hours. We should probably get something to eat. And then that'll help us go to bed. And everybody agreed. So we pull into this Denny's and we walk in now I should start off this description of this Denny's by kind of letting you know that um, all of the red flags of a place that you shouldn't go (laughs) were very, very present. (laughs) And I can see that in hindsight because this whole experience is, is seared into my brain and will never leave. I will, if, like, literally, if I have like alzheimer's later in life and i can't remember my own kids names i will just keep recycling this story over and over (laughs) that's how ingrained in me it is Uh, um so so we walk into this denny's and the light is that fluorescent blue no lighting no 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 yeah yeah it's awful and a couple of them are flickering there's a whole section, like the Denny's is set up in like an L, like you walk in and there's an area to your right that you could go down. There's nobody down there and most of the lights are off. So it's real dim over there. Right. So the only way is like when you're walking in, you look straight ahead. Well, that whole area. And then there's like the little like bar area right up there by the counter. Um, and then there's in the back, there was like right at the, the, the end, there is a big booth area that I thought, this is a great place for us to go sit. Because uh, we could fill this booth up, right? So we go sit in the booth and there's giant ass cockroaches in
2: here. Oh!
1: And so rather than leaving, we just go, you know what, we're not gonna sit here. Let's go sit at the bar. Right. That was <laughs> mistake number that's that's I'm not even gonna say mistake number one, because walking into this Denny's was mistake number one. <laughs> so this was mistake number seven already. We should have left when we realized the lights weren't working on the to the right of us, right? No. <laughs> um so we all sit down at the counter um what i didn't tell you already is that in hindsight when i was remembering this i remember walking past this booth where there were two people sitting in the booth and it was kind of like a wax museum where you see and these people are not moving they're positioned like they're alive but i wasn't sure that they actually were They were really like, um, pale and they were just sitting there and their arms were just hanging limply at their sides and they had their heads kind of aimed down and there was a coffee cup in front of each of them. Neither one of them were talking. Neither one of them moved ever. I never saw these people move. They were still there when we left and they were still in kind of the same position. Um, but that blue light, I couldn't tell if they were really, really pale or what, because they just looked really stinking creepy, um so and they were all wearing black it was like black shirt the guy had like a black like suit coat on and a tie and stuff um dark hair but um again i can't i can't recall them ever doing anything right um so we sit at this bar and the i couldn't write a character better than this guy who was our host who was our server um can't even remember his name, but he was this very flamboyant gay Southern gentleman, and he comes up and he's like, "Hi y'all, how you doing?" And we're like, "Well, hey, what's going on?" He was like, "Ah, you know what? You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go sit down on the stool over here by the computer. Y'all just yell at me what you want." And so you know, we're sitting down at the counter, and we're kind of looking at each other, like, oh, "Okay." And so he's like, "You at the end. What do you want?" And uh, it's our it's our sound guy and <laughs> road manager. His name's Jason, and Jason goes like, uh, "Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna have a uh, cheeseburger, and uh, a medium, and a uh, and a cherry coke." And he's like, "All right!" And he's yelling like really loud. And mind you, <laughs> it's at, like it's it's like four in the morning at this point. <laughs> And here's this guy sitting on a stool probably 30 feet from the guy he's taking the order from because he's just (laughs) gonna sit on this stool right yeah it's it's that's the first like real like this is where we're really starting to go like what is going on and we're starting to question the reality around us and so we're like making mental observations of the environment and all this kind of stuff um but he stares at the screen for a minute and starts to try and like like he's gonna touch something and then he kind of stops and puts his hand over his face, and then he just yells into the back room. He goes, Charles, Charles, how you ring up a cherry Coke? Now, I didn't know what to expect, right? But suddenly I see in my kind of like, I'm looking at our our, our server, and then off to my right is like, grill area right and it's kind of like where you see you're not seeing the whole grill but you're seeing that little slot where they like put the food up on that little tray where then the servers can then pick it up and take it to everybody else Uh, and there's like a um, there's a guy working the grill there now the guy working the grill and I don't ever say any of this to shame anybody because I'm not saying it to shame anybody but he had this massive growth right under his eye that was hanging off of his cheek and it was so big it looked like he was i mean massively deformed like i wouldn't put this guy on the grill it looked like it was uh, festered and infected and it was really gross i wouldn't have this guy uh, be working the grill i mean it, it, am i making sense here um, yes it was really it was really a health disgusting.
2: hazard <laughs> a health but
1: behind hazard. him slowly moving with like the speed of a paralyzed sloth was this guy who I never saw anything above like his pectoral area. He must have been about seven and a half feet tall. So I never saw his head. And he just kind of moved behind the grill. And then he would disappear. And I would see a hand come out and touch the computer screen where our server was sitting. And the hand would kind of slowly retract. And then coming back the other direction. He just returned to wherever he was summoned from. Uh, There could have been a dimensional portal behind there. And this guy was some kind of like nether creature. And he just kind of made his way from behind, touched a couple screens like cherry Coke, and then would go back to where he came from, right? (laughs) And so I saw this and none of my bandmates saw this. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys, did you just see that? And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 hang on, hang on. This might happen again. If it does, look. And so then it it goes to my wife who's sitting next to me. And and she's like, yeah, hi, I'm going to have a a grasshopper, just like a shake and like a Coke. And so he's like, okay. He's like trying to touch again. And then he does that whole, hey, Charles, how do you ring up a grasshopper? Here comes Charles again. And this time I'm like, guys, look, look. And they're like, holy, what is this? Right, and then Charles comes out, touches a couple things on the screen, goes right back to this dimensional gateway. Now this happens repeatedly. Every single thing, every one of us order, he has to call Charles out for. I'm not kidding. It's like this guy doesn't know what he's doing.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> and that's when I start to look around the Denny's because I'm weirded out at this point. Like, when the hell is going on? So I start looking around and. <laughs> There are people in the booths. Nobody's moving. Nobody's eating. They're all just kind of sitting there. Everybody's just doing like nothing. And we're the only ones who show any real signs of life. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. If, if you had gone and looked at them, you would have sworn that they were dummies or mannequins propped up into seats. The lights are still weird. Weird half the lights aren't on there's a grill dude who shouldn't be working a grill there's there's literally goliath named charles is working behind the scenes
2: (laughs) and our dude
1: who is um who is ringing up everything just uh doesn't know how to ring up anything so there's a lot of red flags that are starting to go off for us at this point uh now after our food is finally brought out our server then comes up and he's he just starts talking to us. And this is where things get kind of really weird. Because um, the guy starts talking to us and he's like, he's like, hey, uh, can I tell you guys about my cat? And we're just like, sure, dude. Tell us about your cat. And he's like, well, he weighs 90 pounds. What? I'm like, dear God, what kind of cat do you have if it weighs 90 pounds? He's like, He's like, Oh, he's one of them little sugars. He's so good. And I'm just like, okay. And I go, yeah. He goes, and I have a bird. I'm like, Oh, that must be weird. He goes, you'd think so. But, but see my cat has three legs. And I'm like that, the what? You have a three legged 90 pound cat and a bird. He goes, yeah, dude. And he's just, he is, he starts to tell us weird stories like that. And then finally uh, our, our sound engineer, Jason, who ordered the cherry Coke at the beginning of this whole uh adventure Uh, he finally asks he's like hey uh, can i get my cherry coke he goes oh i'm sorry sugar hang on one second and he goes out back and he he he's there for like gone for like three or four minutes he comes back and he's got one glass of coke and an entire glass of grenadine like glass of coke (laughs) glass of
2: grenadine
1: (laughs) and and my friend's like looking at it and he's like huh and he goes Goes sorry, sugar. You're gonna have to mix it yourself. And and my my friend's like, what? He goes, oh yeah. If the FDA saw us mixing this up here, they'd shut us down. I'm <laughs> like, wait, what's the FDA have to do with this? Like, what what's going on? Right? Oh. And everything is giving us the heebie-jeebies. Everything's really weird. And so we decide we're like, we're we're done. We pay. We get out. Right? We leave. We drive away. We go to bed. We don't think anything of this other than maybe a couple of weird stories every now and then. Right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so a few years later, we're back in Nashville for some business and we're in the same area and I go, guys, guys, we need to go back to that Denny's. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. No, no, no. No. <laughs> We're going to the Denny's. And so I I work extra hard to like, I'm like, look, I'll buy everybody's lunch. Let's just go. And they're like, fine, fine. We'll go to the Denny's. Right. So we we find it. It's a legitimate place. And we go in there and we sit at the counter again. We request to be sat at the counter because I'm like, we're going to relive this. (laughs) What time of day is this? This is now like afternoon. So it's totally Totally like opposite side of the clock. Right.
0: All the lights are working.
1: Everything's on, uh, you know, as well as everything's on at a Denny's, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, uh, So we we sit down at the counter and the the shift manager is there. I was like, hey, can I talk to the manager? And the guy's like, yeah, hang on one second. So he calls him up and I'm just talking to this guy. I'm like, hey, I just am curious. I said, I have no problems with our server. I have nothing. I'm just asking you a question. I said, so a couple of years ago, like two years ago, we came here at like three, four in the morning and I kind of explained to him our entire story. Oh boy. And, and he looks at me like I am absolutely insane. And he goes, wait, what are you, are you sure it was this Denny's? I'm like, oh no, absolutely. Everything about this place is burned into my memory. Everything about this. Oh my gosh. I mean, everything. And so he goes, he goes, I don't know, sir. He goes, I have been here for 25 years, and the employees that you're describing have never, ever worked here. Nobody oh. matching any of your description has ever worked here, ever. And I'm like, what? And everybody in the band is like looking like, what? And and we, I mean, it was, we double check because the hotel we stayed at was like two parking lots over. That was right there. So this is the, and we know, we know unequivocally, oh this is God. the exact same Denny's. But yeah, the guy's like, I've been here 25 years and I've never, nobody matching your description has ever worked here, ever. So I don't know what we stepped in. If we like sides shifted to an alternate dimension um, or we were dealing with ghosts or uh, we were in the middle of a restaurant robbery and just walked in <laughs> and the robbers were the guys now running the place and giving us a glass of coke and a glass of grenadine because they didn't know how to mix it or whatever and you know, the <laughs> FDA was apparently a big concern of theirs at the time <laughs> but, uh, oh my but that was weird I mean that's super weird and I think about that all the time mm. But I think the creepiest thing was the people, the people who didn't move. They didn't, they were sitting in their seats and they just, you know, and again, I don't know, you know, memory is not necessarily something we can always trust. Um, Our our memories of things, because, you know, our memories, they've shown memories, our memories change over time. Right. They, um, you know, and so um, they become way more sentimental than they are actual factual uh, over time. And so I don't know if those people really did move, but just over time, my story has evolved to a point where they didn't move. I can't tell. I honestly can't tell you. Um, But to me, the experience that I told you was 100% real. That's wild. I love this.
3: I'm choosing to believe that the manager was just shitting you. I mean, he had to
1: be, but he was, he literally was like, he, this guy looks like a true salt of the earth, bluegrass, you know, like in a blue collar, (laughs) a Southern gentleman. And, uh, and he doesn't have time for that nonsense. Right. Yeah. 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 So when I told him that he's like, yeah, ain't nobody ever worked here like that. Nope. We've never had a guy that tall here. I'd tell you that for sure. You know, kind of thing. And I'm just like, what was that? You know, yeah. um, (sighs) And when I said, "Yeah, the real flamboyant gay guy with the with the three legged cat," you know, he was like, "All he wanted to talk about was this stupid cat." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, no, I never, no, I don't know who you're talking about." (laughs) Okay, all right. right. It's
0: It's real, Scully. It's all stepped into the the
1: hell mouth or something. I don't know what this was, but
3: (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't like it.
1: Would you yeah, like? Would you like,
0: like any ghost meat with your pancakes?
1: <laughs> ghost meat.
3: <laughs> oh, no. true story. I've never been to a Denny's, and now I never will.
1: Oh, you're absolutely missing nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, nothing good if uh, Stoke the Wild does not endorse Denny's. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, guys. You
3: know.
0: Yeah, if that yeah. story didn't scare you, their food will.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. do um, go there. Yeah, that's. I can't the, believe the you weird, didn't. Definitely walk... the
1: weirdest restaurant story.
3: I can't believe you didn't walk out after you saw cockroaches. Because if I went yeah, into I mean, any restaurant ever, though... no, I would leave. I would be like, screw this, I'm out. Yeah. Like you guys, you gotta. I and then I would call like. The,
2: the, the food, the, you know. The...
3: Yeah, I'd call the, the FDA.
1: The <laughs> health call the FDA. We're shutting this place down. <laughs>
3: no, this not, right. not
1: only are there cockroaches, but they are mixing cherry Coke in the back.
3: I mean, it's, yeah. Let
1: this down. Yeah. This
3: can't happen. Definitely.
1: Oh, Lord. No, oh, it was, I mean, goodness. oh, man. I mean, and I can tell you, I could see it clear as day. This giant walking back behind the grill and like the slow, like lurch pace, like he was a zombie or something. I mean, it was just weird. So weird. It's just everything was so weird and surreal. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the rational part of me goes, I'm sure I'm remembering it incorrectly. It's like the Mandela effect, where you know people thought Nelson Mandela died in prison when he really didn't and mm. people saw Berenstain bears instead of stain bears yeah and how, you know have you ever heard of that effect The ma- yeah mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like the Mandela mm-hmm. effect yeah. I thought Kazam I saw a, a giant like, Lurch working there. But he really wasn't. He was just some real nice dude named Tony. And but I is it corroborated
3: by everyone who is present? Like, that's that's right. what I want to know. Is it corroborated? If it's corroborated, then...
1: Oh, no, they all saw the same thing. They'll yeah. tell you... They'll all tell you exactly the same thing that mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe not with as much flair as I said it, but I, you know, my, <laughs> embellishments, my embellishments aren't unfactual. You know, right, I'm just telling it right. with a little more dramatic flair. Yeah. Um,
3: that's hilarious. But, um, but yeah. So... That is so weird. Well, you're here and alive, so that's good. The zombie guys didn't eat you.
1: I mean, I can't be sure I'm alive. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I just read a thing the other day that said they're 50% sure that this reality is a simulation. So I don't oh. even know. You know, I could be just <laughs> zeros and ones in a computer somewhere. How, how do I know? <laughs> sounds
3: like something my sibling would say. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, we're the Matrix. Yeah. You know,
3: they, they we're, we're like...
1: just one long episode
0: of Black Mirror. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah oh, well, God. We, we, no! were, <laughs> we were talking, and they were like, "Hey, uh, have you ever seen any of your neighbors carry your, uh, their groceries in?" And I was like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen your neighbors carry groceries in?" And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, yeah, but not very often, because." Like, I don't know. I don't sit in front of my window and watch my neighbors like a freaking
1: weirdo. Fair. I mean, that's (laughs) a completely fair thing to say. Yeah. I
3: was like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've seen it once or twice. Why are you? What is going on? Why? Why are you asking me that? And she's like, or they're, they're like, I just realized I've never seen my neighbors carrying groceries ever and mm-hmm. I've lived in this building for like three years or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not weird, though. You live in an apartment building.
1: You, you, know what, you know what else I have never seen? What? My neighbors take a dump.
3: Right. <laughs> but I'm sure they do it.
1: Uh, I think that's good, Caleb. I'm glad
3: you mean, find uh, yeah, me yeah, Hang
1: on. I'm going to get some binoculars. And we're going to go up to, you know, this is not permissible.
0: It
3: was just funny. And then then, then they were like, no, but I asked my friend and my friend has never seen their neighbors carrying groceries either. And they were like, what if everything is a simulation? And I was like, when's the last time you slept, man? here's here's i love the
1: logical leap that this was
3: it was so good
1: hey have you ever seen anybody carrying your groceries we're living in a simulation like there are so many steps in between here like hey you ever seen a werewolf you ever seen somebody digitally glitch out in front of you you ever seen that we skipped all those steps yeah exactly groceries to we're living in a simulation yeah
3: yeah it's the only
0: plausible answer
3: yeah. Well I I think <laughs> um, I'm certain they were like ninety nine point nine percent joking, but there are times when I can't tell. And so then
1: <laughs> I've just defaulted to everybody means what they say. Oh, I, I've stopped God. trying to read into into things and like you just told me right there with English that you said this. I'm going yeah, to believe this.
3: I'm gonna go ahead you and know. believe you. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh, that was it was hysterical. And then I was like, No, I refuse to <laughs> believe that. No, no.
1: But then, how would you ever know, Joy? I know, because
3: I mean, I've only seen my neighbors carrying groceries like once or twice. How do I know that they're right. even eating? We're all robots. That's the
1: same, and it's only the current neighbors. I can't have. I don't have any recollection of the pre. Like the the house to my like from where I'm facing you, the house is right behind me. Um, that house there, I have never. I I they've had maybe let's see one two three different tenants in that house since I've lived here. Mm-hmm. And only the current tenants I've ever seen taking their groceries in the house. I mean And it's only been once.
3: Oh see? But know? you
0: remember it. So there was something significant about that memory.
3: I
1: mean m- maybe <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was it was it like a was it movie groceries like every bag had a French bread in it cause, so you knew had it was a baguette
1: small? and some, like some like yeah. uh, celery stalks <laughs> hanging out of the top mm-hmm. like with the celery bits and,
3: yep yep
1: and it's always a paper bag like when was the last time you went to the grocery store and got a paper bag I just you know
3: I mean yeah it's I don't I used to but I don't anymore. <laughs> I had other right? purposes for my paper bags then. I don't have those. <laughs> I don't have those uses for them anymore.
1: Any paper bags I used to have, I've drawn on and shredded and thrown away. Right. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh my god.
3: So, that's funny. That's great. Well, life is a simulation, guys.
0: Totally. Speaking of simulations, um, Joy, you were going to share a corn maze story with us. That,
3: I mean, that wasn't a simulation. That was real. <laughs>
0: I know
1: that was. So, I need to hear this, this story. Segue.
3: It's not that scary. It's mostly no, just but I want to hear it either way. Right. Oh, good. Okay.
0: Well, we'll break it up with, in case any of
1: our, our listeners were spooked by
0: the yeah, haunted. Yeah, yeah. We'll,
3: we'll tell you a silly, silly, ridiculous. You story. know what?
1: You really should have been spooked about was the moon's over my <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: That just that voice especially just makes me think of Spider Ham. I was bit <laughs> by a radioactive pig.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, oh, oh. So good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um yeah, I was oh gosh, I probably was seventeen and uh, I've never liked being scared ever. I've I've always my friends were like, Let's go to this place and I was like, Nope, I hate being scared. I don't wanna go. I don't wanna go to the corn maze. No. It's like you know, ten o'clock at night, something ridiculous like that. It's super late, super dark, and I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to. I'm the smallest person here. Uh, somebody grabs me, I'm getting disappeared. Like, I no, I don't want to. <laughs>
1: I'm getting disappeared.
3: I don't, I don't want to go. I'm and, getting disappeared. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're like Marty, and McFlying yourself here, yes. just like,
3: <laughs> oh my god, my hand, my my hand. Um, but yeah, they're they're like, come on, come on, it'll be fine, Joy. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I just, I picked my like most giant friend and I was like, I'm staying with you the entire time. Like I'm going to hang on to your jacket. That's how I know I'm gonna be scared and like I am not letting go because I I will I refuse to be disappeared in this cornman.
1: So you're every like you're like every annoying five year old in existence just holding on to the I jacket. I was I was yeah, literally
3: yeah. holding yeah, I was literally holding his jacket. And he was kind of like a giant of a person. He was like, I don't know, probably close to six and a half feet tall. His name like, was Charles.
0: <laughs> it was Charles.
3: He walked very slowly. Oh my God. <laughs> No, he was, he was super tall, like just a really big guy. And I was like, great. Uh, choosing the most giant friend. And, uh, and we were good friends at the time and, you know, going through, so we get to the corn maze and I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'm sticking with you, man. And like, that's it. And he's like, er, okay. Um, and so we're going through the corn maze and like a couple of things jump out and they're like, huh, huh. and it's a little scary. And then like, not too long after we get into the corn maze, I'm like. It's kind of getting to me, guys. Like, how much longer do you think that it is? And they were like, have you never done this before? And I was like, no, I don't know. Um,
1: Isn't it apparent?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I was like, how do you not (laughs) know this? I don't want to be here.
3: (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and we're like, probably, now I know, we're probably like a quarter to a third of the way through the maze, and I want out already. Oh, no. And I'm like, please, can we go back? And they're like, No, like we have to go through. We have to like The
1: only way out. The only only way out is through.
3: And I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to. So, um, you know, all the dumb stuff, like somebody's standing there and you can't see them because it's dark and all of a sudden they jump out and they you know, and they chase you for like thirty feet or whatever and then that's it. Um and and those are like whatever. But then like we go just a tiny bit further and a guy in a in a well, I'm assuming it's a guy, in a gorilla suit jumps out and like really notices that I'm the most terrified person.
1: Of course. Of course,
3: yeah. because and like that's how it works. Like you, you pick the scary the the this most afraid person and you pick on them. And so this guy is like chasing me and I'm literally running in circles while holding on to my friend's jacket. Like not letting <laughs> go. I'm just like all you know, alternating my hands on his jacket, freaking out, running around in circles. And of course the gorilla guy is chasing me. The guy in the gorilla suit. I'm like just screaming, like blood curdling screams, and I'm like, "Get away from me! Leave me alone!" And you know, eventually, like he goes away. So then we go like (laughs) a few more yards, and the gorilla guy comes back. The guy in the gorilla suit is back, and he's chasing me again. And like it's getting, it's getting to the point where like now I'm getting pissed off, and I'm like, "Just get away!" No, just angry. Just go away. And I'm still scared, and so I'm screaming and crying. And, like, he's screaming and, like, yelling and swearing at this guy. Hanging <laughs> yeah. on my friend's coat. And he's like, get off me. <laughs> and <laughs> we, <laughs> now we're, like, halfway through the maze. And and just every few yards, this guy in the gorilla suit pops out. Because, he, like, he just thinks it's funny. And, like, my other friends are laughing. Except the giant guy whose coat I'm, like, just, like, mangling at this point. And, uh... He's like, just stop, just get, it's, it's nothing, it's a guy in a suit, it's a guy in a suit. And I'm like, no, it's a, I can't, ah, get me out of here. I'll just run through the maze. It's, like, I'm just going to go, si- I'm just going to cut through the side of it, and I'm not even going to go through the maze, I'm just going <laughs> to cut through the side of the field. And he's like, you can't do that, you're going to get lost, no. And I'm like, okay. so we keep going, Gorilla, like, eventually just starts following us. Like, he doesn't even bother to, like, hide in the in the corn anymore. He's just, like, following a short distance behind. And I'm <laughs> still losing my <laughs> shit. I'm still terrified. Um, even though I know it's a guy in a suit. And we get close to the end. And, um, and he, like, finally... And then he disappears. And I'm like, oh, where's the guy in the... They go, okay, finally, he's gone. Phew. Like, he decided that he was done with us. And uh, at the last second... Like, I can see the exit. And he jumps out in front of us, like inches away from my face, screams in my face. I tore the inside of my friend's jacket in half. And was like (laughs) losing it. I may have pissed myself, like just (laughs) screaming, (laughs) losing it completely. And then he like, you know, the guy like, after like I've hyperventilated fully and my friend is now angry at me for destroying his jacket. Um, we get out of the maze and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. It's fine. I'm safe now. And cause there's lights now. It's not weird and creepy anymore. There we're outside of the maze. It's there's fine. a funnel
1: cake stand. And, yeah, <laughs> we're, And
3: I'm like, okay. I made it through. I'm never doing that again. And he's like, you owe me a new jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. And, uh, like, I'm like, I'm never, I'm never doing this again, guys. Never again. And we're walking back to our, our cars, and um, and out of the corner of my eye, I catch the guy in the gorilla suit. Like, I, I can just see him out of the corner of my eye. And see, now there are lights everywhere. And now, now I'm just really mad. Now I'm just really <laughs> pissed off. And I'm, I'm like, everybody follow me. And <laughs> they're like, what? And I was like, that's it. I'm getting this. G- I'm... I'm this guy and I walk up to him and he screams in my face you know like he's trying to scare me again because he's like it worked in there and I screamed back and I got like I don't know like half an inch from his face and screamed as loud as I could and I was like I like I swear to god you are the sickest you are the worst person ever and I'm freaking out and screaming back in his face and he's like, whatever, man. It's just my, you know, it's just part of the fun. And I was like, it's not funny. It's not funny. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. And I grabbed him and I kneed him in the balls so hard. And he fell down to his knees on the ground. And I was like, you're never having kids. That's what you get.
2: Good <laughs>
1: lord. I
3: was like, huh.
1: I was so, oh.
3: I was so oh. mad. I was like, that's what you get. You you just, you scared the shit out of me and that's what you get for picking on the smallest, most scared person in the court. And I kicked him and then I walked away. Like, I kicked him is, while he was down.
1: Allegedly.
2: That is and so I much
3: better
1: away. than my story.
3: Oh, my God. And my friends. <laughs> that ended like, I I in
1: real physical violence. Oh, yeah, it
3: did. And I think that was the part where, that was the moment where my friends were like, well, yep, okay, Joy, you don't ever have to come with us to any of these ever again. Never, we're not going to invite you. Uh, we're no, just
1: gonna no yeah, scary things you're just for joy. Stay home. we're yeah. <laughs> just gonna go out for coffee. You wanna go? You wanna you wanna get some coffee? <laughs> what?
3: They all just we we all just kind of like quietly walked back to our cars, and uh, it, that we never spoke of it again. That was it. I never. I,
1: I love that. I love everything about that. That's fantastic. I just, I
3: re- you know, if you scare me enough, I will resort to violence, and I, I, I can't help it, guys. It's just what happens.
1: That's,
0: I so love that's it. what I do. So now I you know.
3: That. So now you know. <laughs> I do the same thing when I'm being tickled, unfortunately, and because.
1: Oh man, like you get, you become angry, violent, and like lash out.
3: Yeah, I, I will hurt people. Yeah,
1: I. I like that. That that's. That's like other, a very I visceral mean, response. Other to
3: people me. don't like it. <laughs> Bam!
2: <laughs> <Right>?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I start out. I do. I start out laughing, and then I'm like, "Get off me! Get off! Me, get off me!" <laughs> and then I Hulk out. Wait, that's it.
1: That's my secret. I'm angry all the time.
3: <laughs> Bruce Banner is my favorite. Yeah.
0: That's my secret. I'm always tickled. Always... <laughs> Damn.
2: <Bad. laughs> So that's Damn that's good. that's
3: that, and I don't I don't partake of scary things anymore. Um, I, I don't no do that partake. anymore. <laughs> I no longer partake of the scariness.
1: I pass on the cup I, of fear. I was gonna say I pass on I pass <laughs> on that all the time now. Yeah.
3: no, no thanks. I yeah can't do it. Well, anything. if you'll
1: let me, if you'll if you'll indulge me for like two seconds, I would love to uh, to tell you guys about a movie that if you want to be absolutely terrified, you should watch.
2: <laughs> because it's like a, it's it's kind of like an un, a relatively a page I could just read
1: movie, um, but uh, it's called the Ritual.
3: Oh no!
1: Which already, already sounds terrible, right? Like it sounds like nothing good is going to come from this movie, and uh, you'd be right. Nothing good does come from this movie. Um, <laughs> So It's about a group of guys who um, like, there's some notable actors in it. Uh, the first one would be, I can't even remember his name, but he is one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz. Um, so if you remember the movie oh, Hot yeah, Fuzz, yeah, and yeah. then there's the two cops who are named Andy, and we call them the Andes, and why do you think we call them that? Because they're both named Andy. Oh! Right.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, was so, one of them Pat, Patty Con- Constantine?
1: Yeah, Patty Constantine is one of them, but this is the, the other, other Andy. Yeah. Oh, okay, right? okay. Um, <laughs> and this is i'm andy number two yeah oh um, he's the main character uh and uh it, did you guys watch downton abbey at all yes okay so the um the the um i think his name was thomas he was the footman who was yeah. gay
3: right yeah. he is
1: in it right okay those are the two notable actors right okay um so, um, the whole movie revolves around these gentlemen, they're all from England and, um, they are getting together to celebrate the death of one of their friends, like to honor him, not mm-hmm. like, yay, he's dead. But, like you're really sad <laughs> but, like, and they yeah. wanted to do this to honor him.
2: Yes. Right? Yeah.
1: And they had a habit of going away every couple of years as a group of friends. Cause they either grew up together or like knew each other from college or something. And every couple of years they would get back together as friends and go do something and uh, he was killed in a uh, bar robbery like there was a robbery and he ended up getting killed as a result of it and so this was the trip and this happened six months after their friend has died mm-hmm. and they have decided to go like uh, backpacking in uh, the area between norway and sweden like mm-hmm. into these mountains mm-hmm. and so they're out there walking and hiking and they go to this place and they they do their little memorial thing for hit their friend And up to this point, everything is just kind of sad and a little, you know, like uh, just some good character development. Uh, And then one of their friends is walking and he accidentally steps like he's they're walking through like this highland area and he steps in something and twists his ankle really, really bad. Of course he does. And right. And they they now can't continue to walk uh, very well. Um, So they're looking at the map and they decide that, well, they're right at this one specific spot. Of course they are. Right that if they continue the path it will take them another 14 to 18 hours to get back to uh, their their lodging or
0: oh boy
1: they could cut that time down to about a third and cut through this unmarked forest on the map
0: oh that's always a good idea i mean even so, in real life it's a great idea to take shortcuts
1: right and so then, you know, they're looking at the road and they're looking at the map and then we're all seeing it. And then they like, or we could cut through this forest. Right. And almost comically, it cuts to a shot of the forest. And this is the most menacing looking forest you have <laughs> ever seen. There's like, it's nothing but a field, like a clear field between them. And then there's this extremely dense, solid tree line. Right. They call it and the Mirkwood. Oh, it, Mirkwood would be a beach vacation compared to this, this forest. Right. (laughs) And, um, basically they're walking. There's no animal sounds in the forest, no birds. They don't encounter insects. They have no signs of life other than the plants and vegetation. And after they've walked for about four or five hours, they realize it's getting dark and they need a place to go. Their compass isn't working. Nothing quite right is happening in this forest. They're not sure what's going on. So they come across a, um, a cabin. And the cabin is ramshackle. You know, it's like there's there's the windows are not working. There's no glass in the windows or anything like that. It's really dilapidated, but it's starting to pour down rain and they need a place to stay for the night. So, of course, they're like, we're going to go in. And as they're going in, they notice... But there are these glyphs and runes carved into the trees kind of surrounding the house. And um, they're like, what's this? What's this? And one of them's like, don't worry. This is probably just some old kook's house. And we don't see any signs that anybody's been here in years. So we're just going to go in, right? Uh, And that's where things get really strange.
2: Right?
1: Um, They start having weird dreams. Dreams of awful awful things happening now we don't see their dreams but we see kind of the effects that it has on them as people uh and then there is this really i I don't even want to describe it because it gives me nightmares thinking about what's upstairs oh boy Um, but this movie is honestly um i'm always skeptical of horror movies when they show you the beast or they show you the big bad scary thing and then it's suddenly not scary anymore right because now we can see it, we know it's CGI or we know it's a it's a prop, it's a puppet or it's something like that. But the bad guy in this, when you finally do see it, it is so terrifying. Um, you believe it is what it is. And they've done such a good job of building the tension and the suspense uh, and the and the complete otherness of this because you're basically dealing with a group of people who are like, they still worship the old Norse gods. And so human sacrifice is a part of this. And there's the Jotun, the children of the, of, of the gods, you know, the bastard children of, the, of, of Loki and Odin and Thor and these other gods. We never see those gods, but we see what would like, and if you've ever read any Norse mythology, you know how screwed up a lot of these stories are, these characters are, and this is like, this is truly terrifying. Like everything in this movie, um, it's not only psychologically terrifying, but visually disturbing and terrifying. Uh, and it's only an hour and a half long. Uh, and it is, uh, I saw, I've seen it like six or seven times now. And every time I see it, it doesn't lose any of its terror, even knowing what's going on. It's just, it's such a compelling and good story, but it ends, it ends in a really good place. Uh, because it there's there's some transformative and redemptive uh, character arc stuff that goes on. Um, so, I mean, if you're into scary stuff, you definitely need to give the movie The Ritual. It's on Netflix right now. and um, has been, that's how I've always seen it. Um, and I, I highly recommend it. Everybody I've ever recommended it to who's liked horror movies, um, it gives it like their highest marks. So
3: hmm.
1: that's the one scary movie that will actually scare me.
3: All scary movies will actually scare me. <laughs> you
1: know, so. uh, Barney uh, isn't that scary, Joy. You need to
3: you
1: know, start, start moving away. Actually, I dinosaur, I do but,
3: think yeah. that Barney Barney's
1: no, he he is Barney's Halloween creepy.
3: I mean, yeah, no. I so I, well I, is
1: the sun in the Teletubbies? Then uh, <laughs> when the sun comes up and it's that baby's yeah. face,
2: Ooh,
3: I'm that's just weird. like, dear
1: God, eat me! <laughs> <So stop> <laughs> <now>. <laughs>
3: Oh, there are, I think there's like, there's two scary movies that I have watched all the way through. And uh, every time I tell people, they're like, the first one's not scary. um, And it's The Sixth Sense. I watched that when I was, I don't know, a teenager. And everyone says, that's not a scary movie. It's a scary
0: I movie. thought it was horrifying when I saw it's
3: it. Freaking scary! Oh like. yeah, it was. It
1: was. It, yeah, that the the. Uh, and then when you find out the twist, you're like, no. Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I, I was probably like yeah. eleven or twelve when I saw it. I was. Yeah. I was horrified.
3: Super freaking scary. Um. Although I was older I was much older than eleven or twelve when I saw it.
0: So. Still, there's like I there's still images from that movie that uh, flash across my mind right yeah. now that I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see that now.
3: So I I watched. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, right? Yeah. I remember seeing the Sixth Sense. And then I can't remember if this is actually the name of the of the movie and if I'm r- like matching up the name of another movie with this one because I, I only watch I've only watched it once. Um is the I think it's called Secret Window, but it's the one where the writer, the the author is kind of like holed up in this cabin in the woods.
0: It's that one with Johnny Depp.
3: Yeah, and like people keep disappearing, and he like thinks I he's solving the he yeah. thinks he's solving the murder, but he's actually the murderer.
0: Whoa! Hey, yes. spoilers.
3: Sorry
1: for a movie that's like twelve years. So old. So we're not gonna watch that one now. But no,
3: actually, the <laughs> development
1: of that is actually really solid. That one was that
3: extremely yeah. scary. I I couldn't handle that. I just. Have helped. you guys
1: ever watched the game with Michael Douglas? Yes. Mm-mm that when you talk about like scary and uh it's it's that it's it's more suspense. Yeah. It's definitely yep. suspense and it's like yeah. a mystery all at the same time. Joy, I think you'd like it. It's intense mm-hmm. but not in a horror way in more of a suspense and kind of thriller type of a way.
3: Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. It's one And
1: of, yeah, the whole time you're trying to solve this like mystery and so it's so good. Oh, yeah, I so like
0: that. Yeah. It, for, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like I Oh, upon rewatching it the first time like i was like you know chugging along with the idea of what was going on but upon re-watching it several times since it's like the at no point in this movie do i ever feel like i know what's real mm-hmm. that's mm. how that's how good it is about messing with you
1: Which, right and even knowing what what is happening you're like i still can't quite i can't trust make that. Out yeah. that yeah yeah
3: I mean, it's not scary, but that's how I feel about Inception.
1: And I adore that movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a great film. Yeah, that's a good I one. I love that so much. That's a good
3: one. I, I do like suspenseful stuff. I just don't like stuff that is like creepy supernatural. Someone tried to get me to watch. What's the one where it's like, oh, Aliens. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the one with the aliens? It's what's the one with the aliens in
1: it? <laughs> Predator? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my God. No. no I mean, yes. No. no. That's not aliens. Uh, no, someone tried to get me to watch Aliens, and I was like, no, nope, that's a.
1: See, so there, there's a couple different things. My favorite one of that whole franchise is the original, because it's all psychological. Everything yeah, in yeah, that movie is psychological. Exactly. Uh, then you get to the second one, and it's like a James Cameron action film, which is still good, mm-hmm. but it's nothing yeah. like the first one. And right. then you get to the unsung hero of the whole series, which is Alien 3, which was one of, it's in my mind, it's the second best one of the entire run, hmm. um, next to the first one. But it, a lot of people hated that one. But uh, Alien, the original, is is pretty unbeatable to me. That, yeah. that's, that's classic, quintessential terror.
3: Yeah, I know a lot of people uh like like that movie and um or what is that? the ring started watching that, like lost it really quickly. What's that one that your brother turned on one time? Um um shoot, I can't remember. Oh. With the yeah, yeah. the lady takes the the lady takes the chopsticks out of her hair and the happening. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't watch that cuz yeah. I was so bored. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good but film. the one with the bees. That's the when bees, was, right? And the
3: I don't know i made it like 30 seconds in and i was like turn it off turn it off that's
1: about right (laughs) it was the earth it was the
0: earth the earth was killing us
3: yeah 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 no
1: yeah he had a real winner with that movie Uh, you know i'm surprised he got hired to do anything again after that but you know what hey we all have some we all have some real flushers but but then he gave
0: then he gave a split and Split.
1: It's true that was a redemptive uh, a, a movie for him. That yeah, was a totally. good
0: creepy thriller. I really wish Glass had turned out a whole lot better. Um, even though I liked it, I wish it could have been so much better to pull everything together. But anyway. you know, I
1: haven't seen that yet. I, I I actually, it's funny. I own it on digital. Like my brother gave me the digital download code when he bought the DVD. He's like, I, I don't. I, I like physical stuff. Here, have this. Gave it to me. So I've had it for like a year. Still haven't watched it. It's well, good.
0: when you get that's a chance, funny. watch it because it, it is good. But it's almost it's in many ways just like uh, Unbreakable, where you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, that's it. You finally got to like a a moment of like actual something conflict, happened, right? Right. <laughs> and you're like, and now it's now the movie's over. Like, and it was a good buildup, but it really felt like. And I, yeah, according to Shyamalan, who explains it like this, he's like. Unbreakable um, is supposed to be like, you know, the first 15 pages of the comic book where you're building to that moment and then like it's over. And then he, you know, continues the story as part of a trilogy with Split and then Glass. Um, Split, I think, is probably the best one out of all three of them. And then well, Split
1: is great because even as a complete standalone.
0: Right, because doesn't, that doesn't come in until the very end where you find out that right. they're interconnected. And but, that's
1: completely irrelevant anyways yeah. to, the, to the story. So right. you could cut that out completely and it would be fine. Yes,
0: and that uh, it's brilliant. The one thing that Glass does is continue on with the development of that character and interaction in Great. the world,
1: which is and, cool to see. Uh, James but not uh, McAvoy so should it. have gotten some kind of an award for his portrayal, because he wasn't just playing one character. He was playing like 12 characters. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, mean, I think I saw, like, bits and pieces of, was it Split? Yeah. That I saw pieces of. And so that's the that's the part where I get in trouble is that I do find stuff like that really fascinating. And I think it's really, really interesting. But I know myself, and I know that I won't sleep for, like, a month if I watch <laughs> something yeah, like that. Yeah, there'll be that. plenty
0: of times where I'm watching something, you're like, what is this? And then I'll explain it. And you're like, I don't want to watch this. I don't yeah, want to watch Yeah, I'm like, this. nope, I don't want to. <laughs> but then you don't leave the room and I'm still watching it. And I'm like, I well, thought you didn't want to watch this.
3: When well, it's, it's kind of
0: interesting. <laughs> when it's
3: interesting, it's a problem. Or like, uh, <laughs> I d- like I can't, I don't want to leave now. But like, I I mean, Umbrella Academy, like when we, when oh. Nick started, I love that so he much. was like, oh, blah, blah, blah I'm going to watch the second season. It's out and all this. And I was, we started, like, he was like, I'll just catch you up to speed on what's going on and if it's too scary like you know we'll turn it off I'll watch it another time sure so we get like a few minutes into the first episode of the second season and I'm like what's what is this why are they like that what is this happening and who's that and this is what and he's like we gotta go back we're just gonna watch it from the beginning and I was like oh I don't know do you think I'll I don't know and he's like well you you're sitting here and you want to know all the things so we went back and watched it I loved it I I wish there was more it's so good um that I love is,
1: number 5. He's my favorite.
3: Oh my gosh, he's whoever that kid is, I can't I don't even know his name. That is a, he is a phenomenal actor because the whole time I really believe that he is just this like old man snipey. Old yeah. Just like snipey old man who just like is mad at the world and he's trapped in like a 12-year-old's body and I'm <laughs> where did they find this kid?
1: I mean I love I love him and then of course everybody I think everybody's fa- general favorite is Klaus I love Klaus a lot
3: Klaus um, is great but I I mean I see myself but no number five
1: control. to me number five I feel like is me I'm number mm. five I'm that crotchety old <laughs> dude you know who just wants to take an axe to everybody in the building you know <laughs> he just, just you want to, to Nick. drink coffee. <laughs>
0: If it's yes. either coffee or alcohol, and I just need someone to talk to, not necessarily talk back to me, right? Like, right. That's, yeah. why that's he, true. That's right? why he has <laughs> the mannequin.
3: <laughs> and I'm Diego, I I'm like. Just, nice. Okay. Yeah, that's that's me. All the way.
1: Yeah, vigilante. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I think I think we determined my wife is uh my wife is um, uh Katya,
3: and
2: okay. Um, nice.
1: And then um, my sister, my sister is definitely Klaus. She is completely <laughs> Klaus, 100%. Uh, and then uh, my son, my son is definitely um, number one,
2: uh, mm. our
1: big I- I gorilla uh, strong man, uh, yeah. because he's, he's just big hearted. And adventurous, uh, and sometimes not too bright with his decisions. <laughs> you know, a lovable little child who is extremely intelligent, but not always bright. It's
3: not yet. Yeah, doesn't always make, yeah, rational choices.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah,
3: yes. yeah, yeah. That's great.
0: That's great. Right on. Um, I have a story to share, unless you got another one, Caleb, lined up, ready to go, that you want to share with us. Ooh.
1: Uh the only thing that I have is this weird story that involves a ghost that my parents encountered on a regular basis. If you want to hear that. And Joy, Joy is like freaking out in the corner. I, I just I just remembered
3: something. So you have to tell your story. Nick will tell his story and then I'll tell my story.
1: Okay. Oh, so um so there is this um so I grew up in uh here in Joliet, Illinois and uh, my parents at one point bought a Um, kind of a house on the east side of town and the east side of Joliet is not really, uh, especially for a long time, it was not really known as like the good side of town. Everybody just from the west side always just said, Oh, that's the bad side of town. Right. Because um, basically just because it was lower income and a lot of black and Hispanic families lived there. So, you know, of course, immediately to white people, um, that's the bad side of town.
0: It was
2: red
3: Um, line. So we bought a home. yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly right it's just mass incarceration dogs living with cats you know it was crazy um so we bought this this old like victorian mansion and we bought this for like you know next to nothing and my parents decided to spend like years and years rehabbing and reconstructing the inside and the outside of this house um and so while they're down there, of course they meet other families who had decided to do kind of the same thing. And they, you know, they gained friends. And, uh, one of this, uh, one of these men was, uh, his name was Seth Magosky and Seth had this home and, uh, another probably like two or three blocks from where we were. Uh, and so they, they became really good friends with Seth and would hang out with him a lot. And, um, Seth had this ghost that haunted his house and, um, I'll tell you his name later because if I tell you his name now, it'll ruin, um, y- you're, you you will not be afraid of him anymore because his name is so stupid uh,
2: <laughs> that
1: it'll sound like a SpongeBob character. I'm not kidding oh you. It sounds God. like I'm making this up, but That's it's true. so, it's so dumb. Right. And now I'm going to be haunted by this, this guy.
2: So
1: <laughs> dumb. Uh, if I only believed in ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, um, so basically, uh, Seth would tell his stories and, my parents were over there one time. And they were telling me this later. They're, you know, they're like, we were over at Seth's. And we got to tell you this. This is because we're kind of creeped out by it. And we were, were sitting there having drinks after dinner and just talking. And suddenly we hear these footsteps just pounding, running upstairs on the second floor of Seth's house. And uh, so they're like, oh, do you have some, do you have somebody staying with you? And he goes, oh no no, I can't believe he's 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 doing this. And she's like you have family here it's like no 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 he goes all right so he goes so this house is haunted And my parents are like (laughs) and he goes no 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 we're out and he's saying it kind of like he's just annoyed he's he's not scared of this (laughs) he's just annoyed and so they're like what do you mean he goes well see when i first bought this house he says he was uh you know the first time he noticed the ghost he was upstairs and he was Putting up some window window treatment up that overlooked the backyard from the third floor of his of his house, and he's up on like this little step stool, hanging up the the thing, and he looks out the window, and there's this gentleman out in the yard, right in the middle of the yard, staring directly at him, and he is in like an eighteen hundreds Victorian like lo- like outside like long coat um that's kind of like with a cloak that's kind of clasped around his neck he has those little round glasses that kind of sit on the edge of your nose he had a top hat and a cane and with like the gloves and everything like he had literally just stepped out of the 1800s and he just stood there didn't move and was just staring at at seth so seth's like who's this dude right and (laughs) so he he's like This is really weird. Like he's looking around like there's nobody else out there. There's nothing. There's no. So he he climbs down the ladder and goes to open the window to yell at him and he's gone. There's just nobody there. And his yard isn't big enough to like, this guy couldn't have gone anywhere. Like in the three seconds it took him to like climb down the ladder and lift up the window to yell. He's just vanished. He's gone. And so he doesn't really think much of it. He thought, well, this is weird. You know, welcome to this side of town kind of thing. And, uh, uh, later he's, he's going down the hallway and he turns and he hears something behind him. He turns around and the dude is right there in the Ooh. hall. And he's like right by the window treatment where he was. Now this is later in the day. And, um, he says that basically what happens is, is at that point, the guy, he turns around and he's staring at him and he's like, you know, hello. And he goes, the guy just opens his mouth, like to scream, but nothing comes out and then just vanishes. And so, to me, if this was me and I saw that, I would walk out the door and never come back. I don't care what I have in my house; it's gone. It's dead to me.
2: It's <laughs> yeah. just yeah, like my it's dignity, fine. right? And
1: uh, but this guy, he kill doesn't a do Yeah, he he's he's just like I, I'm. Okay, well that was weird. That's peculiar. You know, and not was my about house, business. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I don't. Uh, so he, he says later that night, he's in bed, and he hears this wailing, just like, ah, 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 coming from his south. Now, Seth lives alone. He doesn't have a dog. And this wailing is coming from inside the house. And there's these, it's running up and down the hall, just clomping and screaming, running up and down the hall, right? Now, this is what Seth says he hears. Right? and he just he just instead of being terrified by it, he's just annoyed by it. He just accepts that there's a ghost in his house, and he's just trying to go to sleep. <laughs>
2: so he put, yeah,
1: he's just like, this is so annoying. Wait, wait, and I'm what, like,
0: question: What does Seth do for a living? Like, what did he do for a living?
1: That is a great question. I don't know. He just possibly <laughs> I, flipped houses. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he. I don't know his his. uh I would. I'll have to check on that and get back to you because that's true. I, I. don't honestly don't know what he did for a living, um, but, um. So later, one time, I. I mean, later on, uh, he hires my dad, who used to do like, uh, really nice faux finishes for like plaster work. He would come in and do like Venetian plaster and all these different kinds of effects. Oh, Venetian. Yeah, for, for, for people who were like rehabbing houses and wanted these real elaborate yes, wall yes. coverings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he hired my dad to come in and do that. And my dad's, you know, painting it. And he's up on a ladder. And my dad says that he feels behind him, he feels this tremendous force, like he was just hit in the back of the head with a hammer. And like this just incredible pressure. And he's like, oh, and he gave him like this really bad headache. And he's up on the ladder, so he climbs down, and he's looking around, and there's there's nothing there. But he feels, like, really, like, bone, to his bones, cold. And, like, something is weird, and he's just getting this real eerie vibe. So he decides to, to leave and go home, and he's just, like, telling my mom about this. And then later, he tells Seth about this, and Seth's like, oh, yeah, okay, so apparently one of the people in that room you were doing somebody was shot in the back of the head at some point in this house and in that in that room that's where they died i'm wondering if you like encountered the ghost of the guy who got shot in the head and he was like Attacking you, and so my dad didn't go back. <laughs> well, <laughs> my yeah, dad, yeah. you know, he's like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> so we're not, we're not, we're not finishing this job." And Seth's like, "Yeah, that's cool. I'll just hire somebody else." <laughs> what what was this no true? big deal? Was this
0: yeah. after? Um, this was after the hallway incident that your parents experienced. Uh huh.
1: Uh huh. So at that point, he was just um, like,
0: "Whatever. If it's not a big deal to you, it's not a big deal to me."
1: Right. Okay. So, and then the last time my dad encountered this ghost, and then I'm going to tell you his name because i've you know it's 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 ridiculous you'll never be afraid of him after i tell you this um my dad uh was at my i didn't know any of this until after i was married and we hosted uh our wedding reception at seth's house what yeah right so our wedding reception was at his house it was right across the street from the jacob henry mansion here in joliet uh and uh yeah so um seth had a a mansion there and actually it's the seth magoski like memorial something or other you can go tour his house um uh, and you might meet the ghost but um but apparently like so we're we're having like it was our rehearsal dinner so it was the the night before the wedding and we're over there and we're having a great time my dad goes into the kitchen to refresh his drink and to get my mom something and there's like a door in his seth's in Seth's kitchen that goes down into the, into the basement. And it's one of those like really old, um, like, uh, flagstone basements with like a rickety staircase that's made out of like, you know, 700 year old wood, you know, in a single (laughs) nail, you know, kind of thing. Uh, (laughs) and he, so he, he's, he's, he, the door is open. Don't know why the door to the cellar is open, but my dad says he, that he's walking by with the drinks and he looks down and there's the ghost in his top hat and everything just at the bottom of the stairs, just staring up at him, like no expression kind of thing. And uh, so my dad's just like staring there and he goes, he goes, I kid you not, Caleb. He goes, I'm staring at it. He goes, it's like out of a cartoon. His eyes just got really big and bugged out and they came shooting out at me. And he goes, and he just started screaming and running up the stairs at me. He goes, so I just kicked the door shut and walked out of the room. I'm like, holy crap, what oh else did you do? He goes, well, I gave your mom a drink and we just kept talking. <laughs> what? And I'm over here like... No. Ha- have you guys ever seen a scary movie in your life? Like, do you... What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And okay, so, um, so so then that's, this is when I inquire, like, does this, this ghost keeps appearing in all these stories. Does this ghost have a name or an identity? Do you ever find out who it was? And, and they're like, yes, actually, Seth traced the house and it was the original builder of the house who died horribly in the house. I was killed by his wife. And I'm like, there's so many deaths in this house. Why would anybody buy it? And that's besides the point. But <laughs> um, apparently, I'm not kidding. Uh, this ghost was known as Mister Pickles.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> His last name was Legit Pickles.
2: That's awesome. Uh,
1: so, um, so I was
2: like,
1: uh... "You're terrified of a ghost named Mister Pickle. M- Pickles." That's funny.
3: Uh, Nope. How
1: can you no? And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, don't no, don't mess with Mr. Pickles." I'm like, "What's he gonna do?
2: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> legit, he runs up and down the hall. He's never accosted anybody. He's just super annoying."
0: <laughs> and that's why Seth so, was just like,
1: "Whatever." Yeah. Yeah. It's just, God, shut up, Mr. Pickles. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it sounds like something you'd name your pug, you know,
3: or your cat.
1: Me and Mr. Pickles. I have a, yeah, a I have today. an English bulldog named Mr. Pickles. <laughs> <you know?
3: laughs> Oh so.
1: no, that, no. That is hilarious.
3: That is
1: funny. It's hilarious, right? At first it's creepy and then you find out his name is Mr. Pickles and oh, you're like, Oh, it's
0: I mean it's still Poor creepy. Idiot. Like Yeah. I'd probably stutter Mr. Pickles about Mr. Pickles go. But I like I'd be so frightened I couldn't get it out, but the you know, it's still funny.
3: Exactly. Yes.
1: That's great.
0: So my story, uh, this took place when I was in high school and, um,
3: do I know, do I know this story?
0: This is, I call this one, the, the nuns of drought and road because
1: whoa, whoa, it's got a name. It's yeah. A I'm name. In.
0: A name. Well, in, 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 uh, college I wrote a paper about it. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. Know we had to that. write a, just like a narrative paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote about this experience oh my God. and, uh, my professor, this is at a Christian college. My professor yeah, was, was like, say, none it of it this go? was real. Here you get a C on this. So this wasn't like oh, it's like it,
1: I it, love it. that they just they this was not real. Like, shut up, dude. You weren't there.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was real to me. It, listen, we're at a Bible college and we're teaching you about spiritual forces and you know, all of the angels and demons and all of these other things, but what you experienced, uh, it's not real. Just that's supernatural stuff doesn't even it's not even real
0: (laughs) so (laughs) there's probably more lead-up to this story than what actually happens in the story but there was a time where when i was in high school my friends and i um you know we'd be hanging out and we'd crash at each other's houses but we'd like stay up all night you know we didn't have a baby to take care of until 3 in the morning, but we were staying up all night. Um, no haunted Denny's to go to, but we were staying up all night because we're, we're teenagers and, you know, we just hung out. And uh, But we would, uh, in our towns that we kind of, you know, lived in, each of these, like, three towns that we would occasionally hang out with, depending on whose friend's house we were at, all had, like, curfews for people under, you know, 18, right? Sure. And um, you'd hear, like, a siren go off or, you know, it's – nine o'clock or whatever and you just know that you need to be heading home or from work, right? And uh you should, kids. Kids, you should. Go home. Nothing good happens after nine PM. Um nothing good happens
1: after nine.
0: So uh we this is like two or three AM in the morning and everyone happened to be staying at my house so Mom, if I've never told you this story, because I know you occasionally listen, this one's for you. So we're uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're at my house this one evening, hanging out and whatnot, and it's like two or three, and we would occasionally go on what we call night adventures, where we would just walk. We have cars, we can drive, but we would just walk, like the town, and just, like, walk like just walk talk but we knew that we weren't supposed to be out so it was an adventure to us anytime a car drove by like we'd dive into a ditch or hit the you were about to
1: get busted right? right it was it was like the
0: you know oh no what's gonna happen kind of thing and uh there are a few times in other stories where we did interact with police and whatnot and different reasons for terrifying but the uh on this particular evening, we're leaving my house and we're walking through several neighborhoods and legitimately just being dumb, like not hurting anybody, not destroying property, nothing like that. Just walking and just being dumb kids, telling jokes and jumping into the grass whenever a car drove by because we thought hey, it hey. was funny. And um, as we're walking, though, we've, you know, passing through neighborhoods where there's like community parks and stuff saw some weird people who definitely broke into that pool and did things in that pool in the middle of the night that they shouldn't have been doing. Um, and then, you know, we're dealing with that and walking through, like, all these different places. And finally, we get a few uh, a few miles away from, from my house, and it's, like, more country-esque. And there's, like, the, okay. the end of this neighborhood. Um, there's a park or playground area. And there's, like, seven or eight of us, and we're just walking. And country road now, and we're just like, what's over here? Like, we don't even know. And we've got cell phones, but nothing like we have now with like maps totally on them and everything, right? Because it's 2004 or something. And um, we are, we're walking through the roads and uh, just like through this tall grass in the, the fall, I think it was. And we come along this giant, long gravel driveway. And it just like, goes back and back, like, behind some trees and around another area. Then, like, there's a small, like, retention pond lake, and then it keeps going. We're like, what is this place? Like, it like the road itself was surrounded by a little open area and then more trees. So, you, you know, you drive by it maybe, but you don't see what's back behind the trees. But if you're stopped standing there at the gravel road and you just, you know, can look, and it's not quick, you can see that there's this big, big building, like, off in the corner. And we're like, what is that? Like that Let's is It's huge. It, I mean, it looked, you know, you're talking about mansions in Juliet. It, I mean, it looked like a castle. In that, it looked like there were like rafters and things all poking out of it, and like oh nice sconces and all sorts of. That. I don't know what what what, what <laughs> these sconces things. right it <laughs> must have been in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah,
1: heyo. Da-da. Sorry, dad jokes. <laughs> no.
0: Did Caleb mention he's a father there? Um, so. Um, <laughs> But there's all this stuff that, like, makes you go, okay, this is cool looking and weird. What is this? Totally. And where we were, we didn't see any signs. So we're like, look, if we don't, we're not, we're, again, we're not causing problems or breaking property or stealing things or anything like that. Just, like, exploring. And so we're like, okay, well, there's a bunch of lights, like, near the front, you know, by the, what this would be, I guess, a front door. But it's so far back that, like, it's hard to tell like what what this whole thing is because there's not enough light and so we decide we're going to walk up this little gravel road and try and get closer and see what this is well we're walking and uh, talking quietly and we're kind of in this single single file line but like all walking in the same direction right like it's an action movie the explosion has happened in the back and we're walking off slowly away from it um only no explosion it's (laughs) nighttime and you're just walking away from it (laughs) (laughs) And there's the crunch of like the gravel and stuff as we're walking, um, but then we reach this point where we like kind of turn off um, the gravel towards the grass uh, because there's a sign. We're like, oh, like what is this? So we start walking towards the sign, and we see as you get closer and you look at it that it's um, a convent you know, of nuns. It's got a name, which now I cannot remember. You know, like Saint Dumas or something like that, and you know, Order of the Nun and whatever. <laughs> And, uh, St. Dumas,
3: order of the the nunnery.
1: (laughs) It's a nunnery, right? It's a
0: nunnery. It's
3: a convent.
0: It's a nunnery. And so, um, (laughs) like, we're like, oh, okay, this is, this is weird. I didn't know that there was a, a, a nunnery, a convent here, like in, in our little town, like buried behind some trees. Like so, it was was weird. It was odd. (laughs) (laughs) They're quiet. You you know, they take a vow of silence. And um, Uh it it was it was bizarre. And so we're like, okay, should we keep going? We know what this place is now. Should we keep going? Because this is still like maybe halfway to this building. There's finally a sign. You know, like welcome, as I'm sure people visit or whatever. I don't know. Drop babies off. I don't know. But they are. Whatever you do at a nunnery. <laughs> right. This is weird, you know? It's weird. <laughs> so the, we, we, we could decide to continue walking. And we're now, at this point, we're walking into the grass. Because as we're getting closer, we're like, we don't want to be loud. You know? We want to try well, and you, be quiet. You, you're going to wake
1: up the nuns. Lest you wake
0: right. the nuns. Lest yeah. you wake the nuns. Um, and as we're walking, like, there is a decently volumed kind of scratchy pitter-patter of what sound like feet behind us. And we all turn around with, like, did you guys hear that? And we turn around, and it's dark. There's, like, the faint glow of the one or two lights by this door that's still a long way off kind of behind us. But where we're at, there's still just enough gray darkness (laughs) that you can't see too far in front of you. And, again, we don't have phones with flashlights built into them. We're not carrying flashlights. We're just you know, out there, and, you know, like, oh, maybe it was, like, a raccoon or something, but we don't see, we don't see eyes, and we don't hear any, like, we don't hear any it's other, like, raccoon. chitter-chatter, right, and so we're, like, oh, that's weird, okay, let's keep walking, so we walk some more, and we're, like, again, we're by the gravel, but we're in the grass, and we hear, like, this, like, scratch, like, heavier scratch sound, like, across gravel, and, like... Like, we turn and we look, and we are, we kind of spread out to look, like, and there is nothing. Nothing. There's no, there's not even like a a mark in the gravel as if someone did that. There's just nothing. We're like, okay, that is now creepier. And then, like, we start to hear like more footsteps. And, like, you're looking at the building, like, are there people out? Then maybe, is it like their 3 or 4 a.m., like, morning prayer walk? What is. Like, is there something out here? Is someone oh, out here?
1: That I immediately mean, disqualifies me from that spiritual practice. The <laughs> a.m. prayer walk?
2: Nope. I don't no. know.
0: Jesus can wait. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was a personal – it was. It might have been a personal vow. But, like, the – um, oh, it just, like, became real – it became very real very quickly, right? In that, like, moment of either we're going to get in trouble because someone's out here and they're, like – Trying to scare us away, but if they can't, they're just gonna call the police or whatever. Or there's some like some weird spiritually creepy thing that is happening it's right now. It's probably just
1: Willem Dafoe. I mean, he's probably he's <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> no.
2: Just
0: William Dafoe. I'm researching <laughs> for a part. What can I say?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, and so we I mean, we we ran and the the one of us who had like a, a cell phone on them that was charged or working or whatever flip phoned another friend who was not there but was like coming home from something like being someplace else some party something whatever and then like eight of us crammed into the back of a buick like because we met up at that park that was right down the street from that and he drove us like all the way back to my house because we're just like nope we're not we're we'll wait here on this playground that has all this fun stuff until (laughs) until we get picked up
1: and that's you're all creepy. like riding that one horse that's on a spring.
2: <laughs> and, you know, just get, get back and forth. Yes.
1: And you're all entirely way too big for it. Yes. You know? <laughs> Hold me.
2: Hold me. <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: I love that. That's great. So you never found out what the big scratching sound was, right?
0: No, no idea. I have driven by that place though several times. Um, it might even have a paved road now and it might not be gravel anymore. Uh, if I can But recall. when you
1: walk down it, you still hear the crunch 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 of, gravel, yeah, beneath of, your of gravel beneath us
0: and the crazy thing was the next day when I went back to tell them what happened they're like none of those nuns ever worked here
2: <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> that's amazing this is a library wow sorry. that dude that's it's just like the Denny's <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right
0: the last part didn't happen you caught me, you
2: caught me. <laughs>
1: that's, I, that's amazing I love it that's a great that's great though
0: that's good. so Hi, joy joy
3: okay Mine's not as scary as yours. I um, know. Oh,
1: I like the kneeing and the the gorilla dude in the nuts. That was pretty good. <laughs> yes.
0: Allegedly. Hey, that's alleged. Again, nothing here is permissible in, in a ha- court of law. It happened in a court of law. It large. happened. My client says it's alleged. <laughs> <laughs>
3: if okay. you could see
0: a video of that, I covered Joy's microphone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. So when we have so we have to learn a little bit of my family history <laughs> and so just bear with me here sure um so when my dad was an infant his mom left and he didn't know he didn't know his mom um till he was probably in his 30s had kids um the whole thing so Um, by the time my my grandma, his mom, was in my life, um, I was grade school aged, I think, something like that. I mean, I was young, but, like, not that little. And, uh, we would, you know, she was, yeah, she's an interesting person. Um, she has a lot of spiritual practices that are interesting. And, um like
1: that's very, that's very political of you there
3: <laughs> well okay so definitely like I, I'm not here to like judge anybody's spiritual practices so I, I'm gonna say that first but what I what like what was interesting about it was that it was this it was this notion of like I believe in God and I believe in Jesus but I also practice Wicca and I also like do the whole Ouija board thing and commune with spirits and the whole. So it was like, it's like a, a
1: hodgepodge of, of like yes. whatever she kind of liked. Yeah, whatever she grabbed onto,
3: onto um you know, incense burning in the house because it wards off evil spirits. Um, so you got it. All, anointing get rid of all
1: that bad juju.
3: Yes, exactly. Anointing doorways and the whole mamma jamma. Um, I do
1: that, but it's because I walked into it and I cracked my face on it. There's blood on the wall now. <laughs> so I mean, I, I accidentally mean, do that. I, know, I
0: anoint on. our I anoint our doorways. Um, well, m- more specifically, door handles with like bleach because of COVID. That's, I
3: mean, that's sure. keeping
0: out evil spirits.
3: Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I could hear the
0: crickets, guys. You don't have to tell me. Is <laughs> it's that? I was just trying. It. I didn't make it.
3: It's fine. Um, So yeah, so so that was my grandma. Um, My grandpa, like, gentle giant of a guy. Just like, you know, he was was my dad's stepdad. Um, Real nice guy, you know, just kind of quiet and outdoorsy type guy, whatever. Um, So I remember, like, being a kid and going to their house. And it was, like, this big two-story house, like, with stucco. On the outside. And, um, but like every time we went to their house, and like we reached a point where we were going to their house fairly regularly. My grandpa would take us fishing. My grandma taught me how to quilt. It was this, you know, big family affair. We went to their house pretty often, but we were never allowed upstairs. And anytime I asked my grandma, I was like, why can't we go upstairs? She's like, oh, it's haunted. You can't go upstairs. And I'm like, only the upstairs is haunted.
1: Right. We had this. We have an understanding here with the ghosts. And she
3: no, she really did They don't come did.
1: downstairs. We don't go up there. That's exactly
3: what it was. Their bedroom was on the main level. They like converted part of their dining room and in the bat and like took a wall down so that they had their bathroom like as a part of their bedroom, and they converted part of the dining room into their bedroom because they didn't go upstairs. It was like her agreement. That's exactly what it was. Like she was like, we don't go up there. That's it's the haunted it's haunted and you know so we just leave them alone and they leave us alone and I was like oh good okay. Well I think I was probably like eight maybe eight nine years old and um, being the curious child that I was I naturally decided with my sister to go upstairs let's sneak upstairs everybody's busy they're doing their own thing. Like, hanging out. Let's go upstairs and see what's upstairs. It's not haunted. Mom and Dad say ghosts aren't real. Um, And so. (laughs)
1: Let's do this. So let's do it.
3: So (laughs) we're, you know, we go. We're, like, sneaking up the stairs. And, like, of course, it's, like, super narrow stairway, stairway without lights. There's no lights in the stairwell. Um, really steep stairs. We get up to the top, and there's a door at the top of the stairs, super old wooden door with like the glass doorknob. So we're like, oh, we have to be super quiet because we know this is going to be loud. And so, carefully open the door. You know, naturally, it's very creaky. And we get up the stairs, and we're like, oh, whew, okay, we made it. And we get upstairs, and there's like, it's just like this long, narrow, dark hallway, and there's nothing really there, except it's like remarkably cold up there. It is like a solid 15 to 20 degrees colder than it is downstairs. It's like ice and it's the middle and of summer.
1: That's weird because of it being a second floor, right? Yes. You know, it would be hotter.
3: And it's an old house. It like old houses are like, it's always hotter upstairs in those super old houses. So yeah, it's like freezing up there and we're instantly cold and we're like, Oh my gosh, what's so, it's so cold in here. And, um, there's even, like, we, we're looking around and we're like, okay, well, there's nothing here. And so we're like, well, looks like there's a couple rooms, like, down towards the end of the hallway. Let's see, like, well, let's go down there. And the door is just, like, hanging open. And we get to the, we get to the end of the hallway. And it is, like, it is, f- it's getting colder and colder, like, the further we get down the hallway. And then we just reach this point where it just, like... I don't know if it was our fear and like our terror, you know, kind of like running away with us
2: Oh yeah. or if oh, yeah. it was
3: like a real thing. But it was like a fingernail of ice ran down the back of our spines. It was. And, you know, like, I mean, I was a little kid. It was probably my fear. But for the sake of story. And we both turned and it, like both of us experienced it at the same time. We both turned and looked at each other and we had just gotten to the end of the hallway and we turn and we look at each other and we look back at the other end of the hallway and the door slams closed. And like, that was it. We were out of there in a flash. We were like, oh, I don't care. We're done. We're done. And we like lose it. You know, like s- just freaking out and we like bolt down the hallway like fling open the door run down the stairs slam the the bottom <laughs> the door at the bottom of the stairs behind us and we we're just like <sighs> oh, I just want to go outside let's go outside we want to go outside we went outside and for like I never went upstairs again never went upstairs in that house ever again didn't there even is. want to go to that end of the house ever again. And that is not nearly as scary as the other stuff, but that is... That's
1: scarier than I don't I know. know. That's, that's, that's pretty scary. I mean... That
3: is... <laughs> that's the story of my grandma's haunted house.
1: I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, People pay extra stuff. for that in New Orleans, you know, like <laughs> a New that's Orleans true. place, and they have... They literally have signs above some of the houses that will say haunted. You know, it's just like... It's, so you know you're like in, in right up front, you're buying a haunted house, you
2: know.
3: Oh my gosh, no, no, that's not for me. Like, I didn't even like the haunted mansion at Disney. Like I That's just... my
2: favorite ride we no. talk about.
3: No. You loved it. I did not. You
1: did. I did it's not. even better at like Halloween time when the when they do the nightmare before Christmas makeover. I
3: hate nightmare before Christmas.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Caleb.
1: How no. are we even friends, Joy?
3: I don't know, but I hate that stuff. I hate it.
0: She won't even let me watch it.
3: Nope. Not when I'm oh, around. Jack's just he's he's the pumpkin cake. I know. I can't. He's I so can't. cute. No. No. And
2: little
1: little baby Zero?
3: Zero is the only cute part of that movie.
1: This little pumpkin nose. It's the
3: only cute part of that movie. <laughs> or do you remember when we went to go see Coraline? You took me to see Coraline. Yeah. And
0: it was fantastic. I sat there just enjoying. it. Don't you want minute. your
1: button eyes, Joy?
3: Oh my gosh, that was so awful. You
1: she won't just let me have watch have that have one either. Buttons for eyes. We'll sew them on for you. Yeah. <laughs> nope. This
0: like, <laughs> I don't know. For me, that was one of those like, uh, just spooky. Like, I, I, we saw that when we were in college, or just first married. I think we like, just
3: gotten married
0: you know, even though that came out when we were young adults, like I remember reading that, that, like a little younger, maybe not a lot younger, but a little younger. And then being like, uh, this is like one of those great kid scare type of things, like just scary right. enough to mess with you. Like at that age to be like, who right. versus like, you know, reading it, you know, while you're 12, like in the library. And
1: that like, that's exactly gonna- what I did. I read, I read it at 12 and I, for the life of me, cannot understand why my mom let me read that. <laughs> what? Hey, Mom, I'm going to read this book with like a child orgy in it. Is that cool? Oh,
3: my uh, God. Okay, nope.
1: thanks. Nope. <laughs>
0: Ooh, no, no, Nobody no. ever gets that far, because the book is like, you know. <laughs>
1: the book's like 9,000 pages yeah, it's long. A, two bricks. <laughs> by God, I read it.
3: <laughs> nope.
1: At one point, I remember telling myself, I just need to finish this so I can say I did it.
3: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one will believe me.
1: <sighs> right? No. You're 12. You're not allowed to even check this out of the library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, we've
0: spent a lot of time talking about this stuff, um, and it's getting late where we're at as we record this, so I don't want to keep you forever. But I do remember being like in that 13 to 15, maybe 16 range of being at the library and just being like, oh, this looks cool. I'm going to read this. And like, you know, just being old enough to like where my mom wasn't like, what is that? But then also still young enough to make poor choices. And like, there's too many, like, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have checked that out. Like, I can't finish this. This is going to like (laughs) kill me if I finish this book, you know, and and then finding a taste for what I like (laughs) because of that.
1: I did that with the the first book that really terrified me. Like that was The Shining. I mean, I really I read The Shining uh, at night before going to bed every night, and I, I mean, somebody should have just smacked me in the head with a hammer, it, you know, or something. <laughs> because why did I do this to myself? But you know what? Now, as an adult, other than not believing in these things anymore, <laughs> and loving and loving horror like that, like I. I can literally watch something that terrifies me to my core and then sleep like a baby. Like, I I have no nightmares. Um, it's weird. I don't understand. I If I just have become one with the darkness or whatever, I, I don't understand what, what has happened. But um, it's it, I just don't get scared. So the ritual is the only one that scared me like that, and I still went to bed, you know, just fine. No. Yeah,
0: I, I'm not... <laughs> look i haven't reached that that level of depravity uh just
1: Uh, hi i'm caleb have you met me
0: (laughs) 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 when you're talking about being one with the darkness i just imagine stepping into like a pitch black room being like caleb caleb are you here
2: oh
1: see my thought went to the band the darkness (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) hi (laughs)
2: You're
0: you're in the background hitting all the high notes
1: right <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> they
0: think it's that lead singer i can't remember his name they think it's him but it's actually caleb he's, in the back
1: justin something or other yeah yeah underrated band they're actually really good they uh, are. they get some they are good. good songs too.
0: get your hands off my woman is one of my favorites
1: what that is a fantastic song i love that yeah yeah that's originally have you, have by you her that enjoyed- are
3: you serious
1: Yes, it's a we, song called "Get Your Hands Off of My
0: Woman." No, 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 no. no.
3: Yeah. I know. The, are you? Talk, are we talking about the same song that Ben Folds sings?
1: Yeah,
0: it's a cover. I ben love Folds that does
3: song.
1: Oh yeah, "Get Your Hands Off My Woman." I won't finish the sentence, yeah. but you know, you could if you were on great.
3: my podcast, it would be fine, but not yeah, here. We have a
0: can. little bit of censorship on this one, but no, sorry. it's
3: fine. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. That's such a oh, good it's so yeah.
1: great! It's so great.
0: Joy's first introduction to it is through, through Ben Folds. Yeah, the cover. I
1: didn't even know Ben Folds did a
2: cover of it, so oh now my gosh. I have to go it's listen to so this. It's, it. Really
0: good. It's, it's so really good. It's so good. <laughs> Especially with his voice, you know, that like nerdy, I, love I, it. I haven't quite peaked past puberty type of. Right, like, yeah. Like,
1: well, you know voice. what's funny is speaking of cover songs, and then uh, we can wrap up or whatever you are wanting to do. Um, the uh, I just, so like, I have been obsessed since they came out with this band called The New Radicals. I don't know if you're familiar with The New yeah, Radicals. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, they had the one record, That's It. And I know every note of that record by heart. I've listened to it probably a thousand times. I It's it's one of my Desert Island records. Yeah, right? it's the Dreamer's Disease um, the, man. The singer uh, and and songwriter of that band, his name is Greg Alexander, and he has a very long uh, life in the music industry. After that band, he basically wrote and produced a bunch of songs for people. But uh, he won a Grammy for writing the song Game of Love, which Carlos Santana and Michelle Branch sang. Um, And I just found his unreleased Demo version where he sings it instead of Michelle Branch. Oh, really? And it is scrumtralestant It is that good. <laughs> it is. Wow. It is it is divine. So if you look up Greg with two G's, G R E G G Alexander, Game of Love on YouTube, you will find it. And I have been jamming that in my studio like f- on repeat for two days now. I'm driving everyone else in my family nuts.
0: No, do it. I think that's <laughs> it. I, first of all, it, just for myself, I think that's a good palate cleanser to the spookiness. Yeah. I'd just be like, oh, yeah. Even even if I, even if I, even if I also, I might just go listen to Michelle Branch, too, because, look, not many people know this, but I love Michelle Branch. He
3: loves so. Michelle Branch. It's hilarious. It's
1: okay. Uh, my our, our sound guy is Jason Zito, who has since, uh, since uh, I haven't seen Zito in a long time, but Zito introduced me to Michelle Branch. Zito now then he went to work uh for like the Backstreet Boys and is was touring with One Republic uh, right before COVID. Hit. Uh, <laughs> he was their sound engineer going all over the world uh with these guys. So it's great. So Zito definitely moved up in the world. Um but uh joy what's, what's <laughs> your face? Joy. <laughs> uh, so we may
0: we've probably told the story on this show before. Yeah, maybe not I'm maybe sure. not with you Caleb. I don't know but Joy has a One Republic story that's pretty great. Oh,
1: man. Now I feel like I have to hear this. Well,
0: f- finish what you were saying finish about Michelle thing.
2: Branch. Oh, I'm and sorry. Then we'll it here.
1: No, Zito had the biggest, biggest crush on Michelle Branch. He would listen to her all the time and we would endlessly tease him and he would be like, one of these days I'm going to meet her and she's going to fall in love with me and all these songs were about me. All these songs are about me. And it was... <laughs> So great. He he loved her so much, and he never met her.
3: You know, oh, so. that's sad.
1: Unrequited love.
3: Yep, that's sad.
0: I didn't have that. Lucky, I lucky have that for Michelle Branch,
1: she never met him.
0: You know, <laughs> he was a great guy. <laughs> uh, I did not have that that type of uh infatuation with her. Uh, you I just loved her loved music. music yeah, I loved her yeah. music. I was Loves like, man, that. this is great. Yeah. So I'm not afraid good at that.
3: <laughs> but
0: Joy's got a great story about One Republic.
1: Alright, I gotta hear
3: this. Okay. Um, what is his name? What what what's his name? Tim. Tim, yeah, Tim. Okay. Fra- whisper, so. whisper, <laughs> like whisper. whisper, whisper, whisper. whisper, 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 whisper. Um <laughs> okay. So so when I was, the
1: tension is so thick I can. Like, I, I'm like
3: I'm like yeah, it's kind of like a nondescript beginning, but okay. Um, so when I was in college, I played violin in a symphonic band in the orchestra, um, and uh, you know traveled around, did concerts with the orchestra, the whole thing, um, and uh, my freshman year.
0: Yeah, would have been would have been my freshman year we of college.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. So it was my freshman year of college, and uh, I had like been asked to like accompany a few different people like back home and like a, un- accompany for a couple of things in college. And so I was like, "Well, okay, yeah." Um, I would just kind of do it, and uh, didn't usually get paid for gigs because it was like friends or family or somebody from right. school. Didn't really care. Um, and so then someone that I knew, uh, who was like, I think she, like, lived on my floor or something, she was like, hey, I have a friend coming to town. Um, you know, he he needs, he's doing like an acoustic set. He's he's doing his own like solo project and he's he's coming to town, he's gonna be playing at the House of Blues um, and he's doing an acoustic set and he needs someone to do like the violin, uh, to like accompany on the violin. Just real simple, like improv your own stuff, it's fine. And I was like, okay. She gives me a couple of tracks. I listen to the tracks, and I'm like, okay, I mean, it's fine, whatever. And not, like, my favorite, but okay, I'll play it. Sure, sure. So I kind of tool around, and, like, there's another guy that plays cello uh, that I know from band, and so, he, you know, she asks him, too, and like, or she asks me, hey, do you know anybody who plays cello? And I'm like, yes, yeah, guy. So then, you know, um, we're both there. We're just kind of, like, working it out amongst ourselves, and then the night before, for the show he gets to town and we meet up and we do like a couple the d- couple hours of practice together and then that's it and we're like okay great we'll show up at the venue whenever he says for sound check and so we do so we go I you know I ride my my cheap old bicycle to the house of blues with my violin on my back um 19 year old whatever college student and I'm like this is cool I've never been to the house of blues and like there's people like there's actually people here this is really cool and so I play the gig and you know and, and that's that the guy pays me 50 bucks it was like a couple of hours and, or maybe an hour and um, 50 bucks and then I was just really excited to get 50 bucks and sure. uh, you know go back to campus and, and that was that and um, so like the years go by and uh I think it was m- what maybe five years later or something.
0: Uh, it would have been around 2012 or 2013, so yep. four or five years.
3: Yeah, so we're um, oh, we're watching uh, Smallville. Um, I'd never seen Smallville before. So we're watching Nick and I are married. We have a couple of kids. We're watching Smallville. and um, and when it, and a song comes on, and uh, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. I think I've heard that song before and Nick was like, okay. And then like they pan across the band that's playing in this episode of Smallville, and I was like, Hey, I know I, I know that guy. Hey, I that's played funny. with that guy at the House of Blues one time. And Nick was like, Huh? I am like, Yeah, you remember that one time when I played violin with some, some rando, like, I don't know, like maybe he did maybe he like did this like fake show. Uh, fake, fake like concert on smallville and like that was how he got his start and nick was like no that's one republic that's that's mm-hmm. who th- they're an actual band and they were an actual band then too and i was like oh really and he's like yes and he's like which one which person i was like oh tim myers um uh, that's i played with tim myers and uh th- that's that's or, no, I didn't even remember his name, did I? I didn't even uh, like, remember his name. Like, I was like, the, the that guy, player. the bass player, that guy playing bass there. And uh, Nick's like, yeah, him. And I was like, yeah, that's the guy I played with. What's his name? Do you Can you look up his name? And Nick's like, I know his name. <laughs> and
1: so. That's funny. So. You're a fan. She's sitting here having played with them. Yeah,
3: I have no idea. And. Well, um,
0: uh, fan is a loose term. Yeah. But I knew enough about them.
3: Yeah. So then um, I would say. You know, I'm like, oh, that's that's hilarious. That's really funny. I played with I played with the bassist from One Republic, and so it's even
0: funnier. It was like one of their most popular songs. What? Yeah, was like that was playing. And
1: you're just clueless. I had never heard this. No idea. You're just you're just glad to get fifty bucks and play at the House of Blues.
3: Yeah, I was just thrilled. And so which which
1: not many people can say.
3: I mean, yeah, that's
1: that's very
0: true.
3: Yeah, it gets better. Um, a year goes by, and uh, Nick and I are in the grocery store, and a song comes on, and it's it's this song called "Stop and Stare," and I was like, "Hey, I know this song. Hey, this is remember that one time that I told you about when I played with that I played at the House of Blues. This is one of the songs that I sang. I don't remember who I played with, but this that's cool. That guy really made it. And Nick was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny." <Julie." laughs> That's that
1: guy, that guy did something. He's, he, a, he's a scrappy man.
3: Yeah, I'm glad he figured himself out. That's exactly what I thought. And, um,
1: that's fantastic.
0: I
3: think for three or four years annually, this would happen. Like, I would just forget like who the guy was that he was even a, like who he was when he was a professional musician. And I was like, Oh, I know this song. Oh yeah. I played this song. Huh? That's, I that's cannot cool.
1: Wait. For when you're like you know 87 years old and your great grandkid is walking you back into the nursing home and you hear that song and you're like oh i <laughs> played the violin with this guy one day and they're gonna be okay grand yeah. you know?
0: <laughs> time for your pills
2: yeah, Let's just for get you
3: back medicine, in come Graham. on time, yeah
1: time for your pills
3: oh my gosh yep <laughs> And uh, I still, to this day, forget his name because – and I feel like such a jerk because he was a nice guy. Like, it was fine.
0: It was just such a – It was just
3: like I just didn't know who he was. And
0: unmemorable experience. Like, even
3: now, I was like, what was his name? I don't – I never I, remember that, his that's name. That's
1: hilarious. See, what I'll have to do is I'll have to tell Jason Zito the song and then have him tell Tim and then see if he <laughs>
2: contact
1: with you because that would be hilarious.
0: Does he know him? Like, he – Cause he, oh, he's, he worked with his friends now. with all of them. Yeah. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Jason, Jason, actually, um, Jason went, he spent a number of years. Like he always wanted to, to be a, like a front of house engineer and like, uh, deal with the, like the, uh, the audio pro audio side of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he, when he stopped working with us, he was with us for like 10 years. Um, And eventually he made enough contacts in the industry that he started playing for like some country acts down in Nashville and then moved down there and then got hooked up with a couple of different acts and ended up working for the Backstreet Boys for a number of years (laughs) Uh, yeah and was their monitor engineer for a long time and toured around with the Backstreet Boys and then when they stopped touring he ended up getting recommended for another gig and ended up working with somebody else and then eventually moved over to One Republic and he's been with them for a number of years so yeah that's
0: cool he's still with them
1: uh as of COVID I believe so like right before COVID hit and everything kind of shut down and in fact Jason then pivoted into making cinnamon rolls uh to make money and he was just featured in Forbes <laughs> magazine. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean it, and I'm like, dude, you came from Sandwich, Illinois. I'm <laughs> that's <your brother."> hilarious.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's from you know, Sandwich. I used to work in Sandwich. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Sandwich he, you know, Fair. That was always our joke. He, you know, he lived right in between Plano and Sandwich. That's you know, hilarious. So like, you know, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Jason's a great dude. That's yeah, he's a great dude.
0: That's so cool.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: well, uh, we're going to close this out here as, as quick as we can. I know it's been a long one, and for us it's getting late. Um, but we'll head into our next segment, What We're Going to Do Today, where we talk about all the things we're doing today. Quick theme song. Hey, hey, what we gonna do today? All right, everybody, this is our what we're going to do today segment. If you have something you want to share with us, email us at StokeTheWild at gmail.com or hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StokeTheWild and let us know what creative projects you're working on or what scares and frightens you this week. All right, Caleb, as our wonderful special guest, uh, first of all, thank you um, for being on the show, but also what are some things that you've got going on in the creative world as an artist um, that you can share with us that we can uh, look into?
1: Uh, I am currently working on some work for tops, uh, some sketch cards for a uh, Star Wars masterwork set this year. Nice. Uh, I'm wrapping that up this next week. Uh, so that's some good stuff. I can't, of course, talk anymore about that because I have an NDA. So I can say that I'm working on it, but can't show anything about it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> those are, and N- NDAs are so much fun. Um, yeah. yeah. uh, And then basically uh, my commission list is pretty, pretty empty right now. I've got like one or two left that I'm wrapping up. Um, And then uh, I have been slowly building and writing stories and doing paintings of my own characters and my own stuff. And so I've got like the first wave of my new world that I've been building over the last couple of years uh, ready to put out into the world. Um, And so I'm going to be making a Patreon for that, which will all focus exclusively just on my own stories. No fan art, no uh, licensed property work. Um, And that way I can focus 100% on on my own work. Um, I will still bring fan art and stuff like that and post on Instagram and that kind of stuff. But my Patreon is going to focus 100% on my own worlds and and my own characters. Uh, So I'm excited really excited to to start putting that out that that's probably still um, closer to the end of the year beginning of uh you know sometime by i think no later than february that stuff is actually going to be out and uh, and ready to go so cool
3: yeah that's awesome very very cool that's cool
0: joy what are some of the things you got going on
3: i'm still captioning uh video Woo-hoo! i'm still still working on captioning i'm i'm About halfway through, still it takes time. Um, Especially when you're working with about three hours of footage. So um, yeah, I'm excited about that. Probably gonna be releasing the first half um, in the next week or so. And then my plan over the next several months is to go back and caption all previous episodes of 99 Lead Balloons so that they're more accessible um, to uh, the deaf and hard of hearing community. And then um, I'm also going to be scheduling in and sort of nailing down some recordings in the next couple of months to get ready for the next season. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing.
1: Cool. Excellent. I like that kind of work.
3: Yeah, it's fun. Nick, what are you what are you what are you up to?
0: Oh, well, I've been doing a lot of writing the last few months, uh, specifically some of the classes I'm in for uh, my program. I've had to do a lot of writing, both in poetry and research writing uh, for some of my other classes, but it's forced me to think creatively and think differently in the creative way that I approach some of the writing I've been doing, um, which is really good. When you have like a group of peers where you can kind of throw ideas at, um, get critical messy feedback sometimes but also good and like uplifting feedback as well um that just uh, it's allowed me to stretch kind of like my mind and how i'm putting characters on the page and developing them with words too not just as as an artist drawing and caleb you know this just like like building that out as well with with dialogue or words or, or thought bubbles of what this is going to be um beyond you know ink to a page and um that's been really fun and really enjoyable. And so, uh, in that, I've been working on some of my own creative project stuff too. Uh, after the poetry book that I released this summer, um, end of summer, beginning of fall, um, I decided I'm going to continue working on another thing and just kind of keep the project momentum going because it was really cool to see that one complete and then uh, kind of move that into something new, something exciting. So, don't have a timeline on that yet, but it's something I've been working on. So,
2: excellent
0: yeah uh well thank you everybody for being here this week and joining us caleb thank you so much for spending a huge chunk of your evening hanging out with us and uh swapping oh, scary stories this is and fun insight.
1: this is fun it's i mean we're still in kind of covid mode so it's yeah. either that or just sit down and binge like a whole bunch of episodes of netflix which is like what i do every other night yeah. 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 so it <laughs> breaks it up a little bit i will take that it's good all the
0: time
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome that's great
1: yeah
0: absolutely yeah. well uh Thank you. And, and where can people find you, follow you, so that way they can check out your work? I know you said you have a Patreon coming yeah. out soon. Uh, so where can they find out or yep. sign up for more information about that since it's not out yet? Yeah.
1: Uh, you can always find me. I'm most active on Instagram, so find me at, the, or at uh, Caleb underscore King. That's my uh, Instagram, so uh, at Caleb underscore King. And then um, you can find me at my website, which is just thecalebking.com. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Stay up to date there. Give him a follow, like, subscribe. YouTube. Are you on YouTube?
1: Uh, I do have a small YouTube channel that I am building currently, so nice. uh, you can you can check it out, but you'd, you'd find it through my website.
0: Yeah, right on. So be there. Check that out. Like, share, subscribe. Buy some art. Get a commission. Caleb is awesome. I've gotten some from him before, and it's fantastic. I love his work, and it's great. I actually finally ordered a frame for the Gandalf piece. You did? Yeah, I finally I love, ordered one. I love been, the Gandalf. It's just been sitting yes. gently, like, you know, on a shelf, but I need to frame it. So I finally that's, wanted a frame for it.
3: That's amazing. I yeah. like hearing
0: that. So it's exciting. Joy, where, where can people find you?
3: Uh, if you want to check out the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at 99pod, or you can go to the website, 99pod.com. Uh, you can also email me joy at 99pod.com. Um, and if you want to follow like me, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at JM Durtinger.
0: And I'm Nick Dirtinger. where you can find my art on Instagram at Nick Durtinger or follow me on Twitter at Nick Durtinger and enjoy me retweeting things because I don't say a whole lot, but it's fun anyway. <laughs> and sometimes you get a good meme out That's of it. What yeah, it's just retweets. I don't have a single thought of my own. Um, but thank you guys so much for, again, being a part of the show this week. Thank you again, Caleb. You can find us at StokeTheWild.com uh, for merch and more information about the show, as well as to check out some of the other things we've got going on. Um, or, again, you can follow us on social media at StokeTheWild everywhere. And thank you so much. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We'll catch you next week.
3: Bye.